Hey everybody, coming up on today's show, we got a little action coming out of the Volkswagen Group. Going to bring back an old favorite. We're going to tell you all about that. We got some SEMA news. I think um, you probably want to hear this if you're willing to attend the show or can actually get in the show. We'll be there. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. Also, we've got some new battery technology coming along that uh, you might want to hang on to your ass to find out because this is going to be an interesting topic of discussion. Keith and I have discussed these battery technologies before. And you know what? Um, we got Ukrainian soldiers rolling around on a piece of equipment that can help them get in and out of harm's way very quickly. It's a great use of modern technology. And... Um, you know, apparently Ford's dabbling into the recall industry these days. All of that and more coming up on today's podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the podcast, The Counter Show. Welcome in, Keith, my good friend and co-host over there. How are you, sir? Woohoo! Hey, I see you got the memo, uh, black shirt, no hat day. Black shirt, no hat. Black shirt, no hat. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, yeah, that's no paid promotion. Uh, black shirt, uh, no hat. Um, just kind of what we felt like doing today. So there you go. I didn't need anything on my head anyway. My head's been so head of, full of just, ugh. Well, ugh. Have you, I'll just let the cat out of the bag, dude. I got it again, man. Dang have it. You, have you, during your downtime, did you watch any extra television? I did, actually. Um, I, I, I've been watching the George Carlin uh, special. Oh, I saw. I, it's in my list. HBO. Yeah. And I must tell you that I don't care, man. I think he's probably the genius of comedy, period. Genius, period. Just an amazing and, and intelligent individual overall. But had no idea some of the things the guy went through. So I highly recommend watching this docuseries on, well, on now George I, Carlin. Now I have to get to it sooner versus later. One of the you, funniest men alive, Yeah, but delivered it in a way that you really, really, really had to think about it. And oh, I think yeah. that was well, his, he's, he's very cerebral. Yeah. Well, that was his whole purpose was that's just kind of how stupid society is. They don't think. So yeah. here, let's think for you. And the, you know, the he just he just had a way of making you go, yeah. What is that? What's up with that kind of stuff? You know, that's how George was. So you know I, how I appreciate him so much. You know how I know you haven't started watching Discovery yet. Why? Because I haven't gotten the text that says like, dude. Yeah, we're we're on the verge. We did. We just finished. We got. I finished the final episode of Picard this season. Yeah, you finished with that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that is. We did completely finish that one, and um, I don't. I don't know where to go here from here. I mean, I don't I'm going to make a suggestion next. to you. Um, yes. If you should, if, I go back and watch Discovery first, and and stay away from man, Strange New Worlds. You're making me like if I if I answer this, it's it's like asking me if you got me that Chris. It, it's like, hey man, I'm about to go buy this present for myself that I've always wanted. Did you get this for me for Christmas? And and I'm trapped here, right? Because right, if I say right. don't buy yeah. it, I've basically admitted to you, right, that that I got it for you. 
I I would, oh. I would. Okay, I can I can do this carefully. Some of the characters in Strange New Worlds mm-hmm. start showing up in around season two of Star Trek Discovery. Okay, so that you, makes complete sense. You so want to go there? You want to do Discovery first? Yes, and on top of that, we're gonna we're gonna get into some other stuff. Disney Plus is gonna be uh, at the end of the month. We know what's coming, and I'm diving into it. I, I cannot yeah. wait, and we'll we'll, yeah. we'll talk talk a little bit about something here today on the podcast about it. But but just back to what I said initially, man. I got COVID again, and it's been a strange journey through this particular episode of it. Um, I well, you went didn't, and, you went and got. I didn't a know booster. I had it. I didn't know I had it. I felt absolutely one hundred percent. Go for launch, right? I was ready. I mm-hmm. had all the ducks in a row. I went through my flight checks and everything. Felt perfect. Went in, had it scheduled for late in the afternoon uh, after our meeting, in fact, because I wanted to get through our meeting because I knew that I was going to probably get, you know, maybe later that evening or the next day I was going to start feeling right. a, little, a little rough because I had in the past historically. <clears throat> this is, mind you, this is my second booster shot. And the minute that she stuck that needle in my arm, it burned like crazy, and it hurt right on location. I had never experienced that before. And I'm like, wow, that's okay. This is this is different. And I'm thinking, well, it's it's doing its job. Five minutes later, I'm 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 walking around, man. I'm I'm getting my groceries. They tell you to just kind of hang around the pharmacy area until you know 30 minutes later, you can you're free to move. And I did all that, and as I'm doing this, man, I got a severe headache, and then all of a sudden I felt flu-like, and I'm like, I, I've just got to go home. This thing's hitting me hard. And um, after several days of really severe, what I thought were side effects, um, ended up, you know, several days later, uh, my wife suggested she take a test. She did. She was negative. But I went ahead and took the test, and I ended up being positive for COVID. And I was positive when I got my booster. Whoa! So don't double yeah. whammy. Don't don't want to have it when you get the booster. This is kind of like uh, Blade Runner here. Like mm. uh, you you you're going out hunting down uh, synths, right? Yeah. And you find yeah. out that you are one, right? Right. <laughs> exactly, man. That's just kind of what happened. It's really weird. It's a uh, what an experience that was too, and and of course I did all the research on it. Of course that you want to know. Well, did I just like not do myself a favor by getting a shot while I had COVID? And that's mm-hmm. just not the case. There's a misconception about that. The reason they tell you not to get a booster while you have COVID is so you don't get the health worker sick that's giving it to you. Oh, okay. uh, getting it while you have COVID, it, it does not affect you in a negative way at all. If anything, you're getting a double boost and, and, um, unfortunately you may have to ride the storm out, uh, which is exactly what I had to do. And so I'm good to go. Uh, I am uh, free and clear. Um, I'm now past my quarantine and everything. So, uh, luckily as far as I know, people I was around did not get it. Thank you so much for not spreading it, Jay. So there you go. So back to little, Mo's little, tavern, right? Yeah, exactly. A little help from Heloise, man. Uh, don't uh, don't get don't get COVID uh, uh, vaccine uh, while under uh, COVID duress, if you know you are. But I will say this: the vaccinations obviously work because I was basically asymptomatic. I, I had no idea I had it. Right, none, zero. So that's a 
kind of a good and bad thing because if you do have it and you're infectious and you spread it and you don't know it, I mean, what do you do? Right? Well, I mean, you you move here to Tennessee because you can't get you cannot <laughs> get COVID in Tennessee. Did you know that? Apparently, man. Yeah, you, it's you it doesn't exist. I yeah. mean, if you walk walk around, I mean, there's nobody like you, it just doesn't exist. You can't get it here. No, it's um, it's interesting, man. I, I know that there are a few states out there like that. I think Florida's <laughs> on that list as well. Um, you know, Texas might even be on that list. So, um, anyway, yeah. So, thank, thankfully, I'm back on the men. Thank you for letting me skip last week's podcast. I mean, I literally had to cancel on you. It's it all right. Was, I had uh, I was piled under. I, it, I, it, it, you know, we had things, we had we had well, time to spend on other. PCG stuff that now is in progress. Holy cow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Holy cow. I think Keith and I may have struck uh, the jackpot here uh, yeah. with with uh, some things, and you will be seeing those changes, uh, uh, and we will speak more and more about those as we implement those. Yeah. Also, um, last week was Baseball Little League playoffs. And, right. Uh, How'd that go, by the way? Did the guys uh, we kick did, butt? We did well. Um, we didn't finish first, but uh, honestly, nobody did because they it got rained out. So they just oh. like gave the awards. Well, that's to, a bummer. Um, I saw it's always like this. I saw not not us, not us. Mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. this is this is the first time Mary has said like I don't want it to end because I think we're all having fun. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And um, I saw good times. I saw a father son getting a fight on from the team. Like, a father and like, a son. Like mom had to intervene and tell dad to take a walk because because the parents get competitive, man. I know they do. They and uh, I mean, I well, I guess they should. It's it's that's part of it. Yeah. I saw um, what what you know? I I minimized my my screaming and yelling this time. This time, usually I'm the guy out there that's blowing a gasket. I can't see that with you. Um, it's. It's when they don't listen. So I, I want these kids to do their best, and I know mm-hmm. what they're capable of. And we've spent so much time with them. Like, I know what right. their abilities are. Yeah. And when they get in their own way, I get frustrated because I, I want what's the best for them. And I yeah. it, they're they're not living up to their potential. I mean, ultimately, they have to make that decision. Mm-hmm. But I, I do get frustrated at times when they're they're checked out, you know? Yeah, I get it, yeah. I've we uh, we've been actually um, uh, entrenched in in uh, NCAA uh, women's softball uh, recently, and yeah. um, gosh, man, those girls are such athletic oh, it's, individuals. Yeah. Man, they're it, amazing, it's very competitive, um, and the I speeds that they can get out of fast the pitch, pitch yeah. the pitches, man, that's yeah. what was blowing me away. It's like, wow, man. I mean, I don't know of any dudes doing that. I right. really don't, it's, man. It's you know, a, that's a technique. A, yes. Yeah. So, uh, but it's been very fun to watch um, the regionals um, and semis and all that stuff. So it's been a lot of fun. I I like this time of year because it's loaded with all different types of sports. Um, keeps you pretty busy. Uh, it's not taken over by just NFL and right. that sort of yeah. stuff. So you've got, you know, you got the hockey, uh, you got the uh, Stanley Cup going on right now, which has been really fun to watch. So you kind of just pop into one series and yeah. pop into another series and see how it's going and. Your your St. Louis Blues are are doing quite well. I know. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean they're they're a really good team. They have been um, this year all year. So um, I they 
they're they're just I, I don't have anything else to say except for, I get uh, I get are, weird looks well around here uh, you know when I wear my blues hat and here's the thing man I mean and you did this you know you lived here you became a Titans fan and then you moved away mm-hmm. and you're not, you're not not a Seahawks fan you're just um, you're just a Titans fan right like you were yeah. a Titans fan first I was a Blues yeah. fan and then I moved to Nashville in the early 90s mm-hmm. before there was a hockey team yeah and. It's great. I've been to plenty of Predators games and all that, but yep. I've just have always just loved the Blues. You know, just doesn't steal your heart, right? And, exactly. And I can guarantee you, if they get a baseball, a major league baseball team here, I won't care. Like I right. just won't I, care. I'm with you, and I can I can definitely speak to that. But that's just like uh, you know, we just got the 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 Seattle Kraken, the hockey expansion team yeah. here. I'm a Predators fan. And yeah, I'm, I mean, I watched yeah. I watched the Kraken, but I'm yeah. always going to pull for the Preds, man. I'll go you know? if somebody's got tickets or there's a thing. <laughs> I'll go. I'll have fun. I'm just not well, like you know. As a kid growing up in a southeast eastern state that did not have any pro athletics at all within the state at the yeah. state level. So I latched on to, you know, the Falcons uh, were a team that we watched regionally, but I was always a Miami Dolphin fan yeah. growing up as a kid for a lot of reasons. I lived in Florida a lot when I was a kid, but there was a there was some personal relationship uh, attached to that. Um, Don Shula was your stepdad? Um, actually, one of the off- <laughs> offensive coordinators, uh, one of the coaches uh, for the uh, 72 Dolphins, uh, my um, – an aunt on my stepmother's side was married to them uh, during that that team. So I actually have an autographed, uh, full full uh, full team photo of 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 the Miami Dolphins uh, up in my in my studio here. Actually, so from that. Anyway, um, I grew up an Atlanta Brave fan. That was my baseball team. Always has been. Always will be. And you know we have the Mariners here. They're, yeah. You know they don't really they they don't really Mariner. They just kind of marinate. They don't. Yeah, it's don't a tough do, market, man. It's, yeah, it's a tough uh, market. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. You know, they're just not appealing. That that appealing to me. So don't, no, no offense, you Mariner fans out there. I'm a All Braves five fan. Of them. And, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, you know, they're they're actually they're really loyal fans out here to the to to the Mariners, and they have to be, um, for considering what right. they've. Yeah. You know, yeah. the days of Ken Griffey Jr. and and that sort of you know those days are Ichiro, over. Yeah, you know, yeah, Ichiro and you know there's a few yeah. others. Uh, Edgar Martinez was a was a great player here too as well. So so anyway, but yeah. So um, back to a normal life and normal things that go on in life, Keith. Um, what do you want to get into and talk about first? What else is going on in your life? Do you, you have anything you want to cover first? Or um, it's, do we just want to get right to the let, meat and potatoes let, let, of let, let, of, let's, of let's, the industry? Yeah, let's get at it. We got we got some. In, I, I'm I've not been this excited about the stuff that we brought to today's show in quite a while. I'm really? always excited, but my level is up there today. Um, yeah, you're. You're yeah. on high. You're on high level. Yeah, I've, it's probably because uh-huh. I've had more time to focus on it in the past week. But uh, so, okay. so SEMA. So man, there's been so much SEMA news shaking loose lately, which, which happens. It starts to hit the news wire bot now and ramps up until uh, November when it happens. And by the way, we'll be there. And if you guys are are following us over on the YouTube side, or if you're not, make sure you are subscribed because we're gonna have all kinds of content coming I, out during the SEMA I, show. I got my notification. My credentials have been approved. I am officially in. Keith is waiting yeah. on his. We'll get our hotels locked in. Yes. I, I haven't done I'm it ready. yet, but yeah. So um, It's easy. 
we I think it was on the last podcast. Um, yeah, we talked a little was. bit about Ford. Uh, we've got a video out on this as well, scaling mm-hmm. back their their presence at SEMA, mm-hmm. and Honda also. Although Honda's was never really huge, um, and it's really unclear if, even if they will have any presence at all. Right, yeah. and and so the Ford thing in itself is a big deal, but there could be a lot of reasons behind that, and that's one sure. company. Now we find out that GM's doing the same thing, and now right. all of a sudden it becomes what's going on with these auto manufacturers not wanting to go to SEMA. Right. So what's what's do you have the story up? Yeah, so uh, GM, um, basically, you know, like we said, they're the latest manufacturer to decide against attending the upcoming SEMA show. Um, they're going to sit it out. Uh, in a statement provided, uh, GM offered little, really, uh, of any justification for doing so. Um, they basically said that they had made the decision not to participate in the uh, 2022 SEMA show. Um, the SEMA show has always inspired them, they say. Uh, accessories and performance parts remain an important part of their business. Um, they really don't get into the greater details of it. There is some speculation around why that may be occurring. Oh, I want to go there. But, and and let's do talk about that because I, I have my own vision on that. And I think we touched on this the last time we podcast when we learned about Ford and Honda scaling back or, or physically pulling out. There will be some presence of Ford there. However, they'll just have some displays on hand. And I think that that's what you'll probably find with Honda as well. Do you guys realize, and I know you do, Keith, but let's ask our, our listeners out there, and please leave us a comment on, on any of this. Look, guys, it is an extremely costly expense to the bottom line of these manufacturers when they are bringing the size of their displays and their participation, including you know, to get all this stuff done, you've got crew after crew after crew. You've got display after display. You've got pressers that are going on. You're hosting people. You've got event booths where you're having stars come in and go and speakers. And so it's an extremely expensive event. Technology. Remember the tablet? Yeah. Uh, We went to do the Hummer EV thing and we got the shirts. And they had all the people with like tablets that were taking your information. Right. And I guess I won't get to do that this year for a free GM shirt. Although I just put your your email address down. You know. <laughs> That's okay. But you know what though? That I think that what you're going to find, you may actually find a little bit more of that type of event going on, where it's just you walk up and see a display, and it's more of an interpretive type situation yeah. where they will have. Look, technology is so far advanced. We learned a lot from COVID, the shutdown. SEMA did, PRI did, where you had the virtual shows. <clears throat> I think that. I honestly, I'm stepping back. These guys are, they're looking at the bigger picture and the future of the shows, and I'm uh, not real sure that they're getting the return on their investment uh, there. Okay. And that's, that's part of it. So, so um, let, let's, okay. So, so let's, let's peel that layer back just, just, just a little bit more. By the way, the, the way, you know, how they, this basically was discovered, everybody, by somebody looking yeah. at the layout maps because they have, like, they're not planograms, but it's like a floor map, and it shows, like, we, we use it, too. We, we use it to look up where people are that we want to we wanna interview. And there was no GM listed. And at this point in the game, one of the... It's not necessarily... 
a big deal that a company isn't yet listed because some companies don't make the commitment until now or a little bit later. But GM or Ford for those prime real estate spaces in the uh, in the halls, they have to have it in by now. Oh, that's they're a pencil in man at the end and, of the show last year. And they're you know, not they're, and they're not on the list, right? And they're not on the list. Okay. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Um in the last two times that we've been to SEMA in person, mm-hmm. how many Teslas have you seen? Absolutely. SEMA? Well, you know, to be truthful, maybe one. Okay. Yeah. I was, Except for the ones that, that were driving us yeah, through. Yeah, you can't count the, ex- the excluding those guys. Thing. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, excluding those. Yeah. I think one, and that was okay. for display purposes only yeah. of a piece of equipment that it wasn't it was on. there by Tesla. It was Correct. some other third party. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm going to be careful here, um, because some of these are our friends, partners that have certain stances in the industry. Um, Jay and I are. We're kind of like sportscasters. We started this podcast talking about, you know, sports that kind of don't have a favorite team. We just we just cut, provide color commentary and, and analysis on the game, right? Pretty much. Yeah, I, I think mean, so. Yeah. If you That's show up I... and you play an amazing game, like the best sportscasters, the ones you don't like are the ones you can tell that have a favorite, you know? Right. Um, And I feel feel like there's some stuff going on here where people are starting to position and jockey for a, a stance that's either pro EV or anti EV. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, you have a company like GM that's announced that they're going to be all electric by 2030 or 2035. Ford's basically doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. What a coincidence that they're scaling back their presence at SEMA. Now, SEMA did have an electrified presence but it was not factory right it was it was custom it was not, builders right it was custom builders yes yeah. pri was the same way except for the f100 that ford mm-hmm. brought out on stage and the and the uh the maki right that's it um what am i and missing then of course here? You had, well you had the hummer ev that was there that's true for, at the yeah. gm booth yeah um but really kind of outside of that you you, you know you saw you didn't see a huge presence of the electrification that's going on with those big manufacturers like that. So I don't know the answer to this, and I'm I'm truthfully just asking, and it, you know, would love to hear comments from from our watchers and viewers and listeners. Could this be Jay that these manufacturers are saying, um, we just don't feel like they're you know this is an Overland crowd uh, typically mm-hmm. right now at SEMA. Right. And we just don't feel like that's a good fit for the direction that we're headed, which happens to be an electrified company. Right. I mean, Absolutely. Is that, is that a fact? Yeah, I think, I, I think so. <laughs> and I think you have to take into consideration that by being by going electric, um, you're automatically compliant when it comes to emission controls, emissions, period, from the yeah. vehicle. The vehicle itself. Right. Now I know we can have the argument that is it truly a green yeah, yeah. movement here because we know what happens and what it takes to build these things. It's not a complete zero uh, emissions overall from ground right 
you know, from 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 the well out out to the well, to the and consumer. regulations we know can that. change. You know, especially right. if there's money being left on the table that the governments right. don't get their emissions testing, they could find other ways to do safety inspections, a charge it, board or whatever, right? Exactly. But for but, now, but for now, and when you look at what Ford and GM, the commitment that they have made, and a lot of these other manufacturers are doing, some are slowly behind the scenes doing it. Honda's mm-hmm. one of those ones that haven't like just come right out and said hey we're going all electric you know they they kind of dragged their feet a little bit and they've introduced one piece here and one piece there it's interesting because i was just thinking about them the other day as i was watching my wife mow the lawn i was sitting there (laughs) drinking a beer and (laughs) there's something i I, I helped i was doing oh i'm sure you did i'm sure you're like yeah yeah yeah." but we have a we have a honda walk behind more okay right Mm-hmm. And, you know, Honda really, from the time that they became a major force to be reckoned with here in the United States, with that first, like, Honda Civic. Remember that little one that kind of took do. off, you know, yeah. in the early, early 80s, mm-hmm. late 70s? And they got into basically just bulletproof small engines, just yeah. smaller engines that were the, just crazy reliable. The right? VTEC. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've got. Are you talking about small engines I'm, like like well, lawn mowing? Type it runs engines. the gamut. It's smaller yeah. vehicle engines, smaller four cylinder engines, automobile like the, engines. The VTEC series yeah. of engines are incredible. Yes. Um. You know, you when you think of Honda, you don't really think of V8 or V10 power. That's not no. their wheelhouse, right? Mm-mm. They have figured out the smaller, I should say, not small, smaller engine game. Yeah. Pretty well. I've got a, a, a Woods Trail bike that's a Honda. I've got mm-hmm. a CBR 1000 track bike that's a Honda. My son has owned Hondas. Our Moore's a Honda. I, I mean, you know, we've owned Acuras. Uh, the Acura we had was a four-cylinder. was plenty powerful, honestly. Right. Um, and I feel like they, they maybe fell asleep at the wheel a little bit, that they took their eye off of further R&D, maybe mm-hmm. during various economic difficult times sure and while everybody else was working on evs honda sort of just sat that one out for the u.s market i i do believe if you do if you go back and you do a little bit of research on it and and i know you have and i have as well for and i'm speaking to you guys in the audience out there that you'll see that nissan and toyota and honda have all been quietly working on some of this stuff back in J- in Japan, um, and of course Hyundai and Kia mm-hmm. uh, out of Korea, who have made an extremely huge impact on the in the EV world. Just I think it was like six EVs they've they've released, and and, and they're going to be it's the right. EV EV four, five, six, eight, nine. They're all just amazing vehicles. I saw an Ionic five the other day. By the way, they're they're when it. When it drove by me, I'm looking at it and I'm going, now that's what an EV is supposed to sound and look like. Yes. You know, that's future. That's future. We've run across them and both Sideshot and I have been like, wow, that's awesome. It's a really cool ride. They're not playing, man. They are not playing. They're actually all over the place out here now. It used to be all you saw was a bunch of Teslas here. Yeah. But now, man... There's a lot of Mach-E's, a lot of Ionic 5's, a, yeah. a, a lot of – I've seen some Fiskers. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they're Fiskers, man. That's what they have to be. I, yeah. I don't know of any other – I mean, they look like the Fisker to me, which we'll 
talk yeah. about well this heinrich is a yeah i mean he was a designer for another company and he's got that you know eye that catching look. yeah yeah so so back to the sema show just to, to kind of wrap this up i you know i don't know the reasons behind this but i can tell you that jay and i will dig into this so make sure that you are following us everybody um because the truth is going to come out here and there will be more to be told about why some of these major players are backing out Mm -hmm. um we can only speculate for now but we will ask the questions uh to as many people as we can and and as soon as we know you'll know if you're subscribed so make sure that you do so uh by podcast it's over on our website at partscounterguru.com click on the podcast links and then of course over on youtube uh youtube.com forward slash partscounterguru's and uh that's where we sit that's where we are that's where we at so jay do you know yes. though who is is going to make an appearance at SEMA the, in, in the form of a major automotive manufacturer that has sat it out for the past few years but will be there this year? Ooh, did I not do my homework on this one? I, I just, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm in the zone this week, man. So I'm you caught wind of it. You yep. caught wind of it. And yep. I'm only, uh, just go ahead and break, break the news. Break it. Volkswagen. Woohoo! Yes! I can't wait, man. Ooh, for a lot of reasons. Uh huh. A lot so of reasons. This should man. be interesting, okay, okay, right? Okay. Okay. All right, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. also now you know why I said uh, what I said before we hit. Record. I do. <laughs> so let's roll with this one, so pal. Let's go. Here, here's the statement that we. It, it, this is a quote from uh, VW. They said we thought it was a good opportunity to demonstrate the aftermarket potential with our newly introduced and freshened performance models. And also to show some interesting extensions for our burgeoning range of sport utility vehicles. That's Ooh. a quote from Volkswagen. They will be at SEMA. We will be all up in that. You guys make sure that you're plugged into us and you'll uh, so, see what I did there. I said plugged in. I, I did. I <laughs> did. And and this is great because this ties into everything that we're going to talk about. And we're going to roll this all into one segment for you guys because it's a bunch of just VW news. And who didn't see... Have, okay, so we talked about Dis yeah, live. <laughs> oh man, uh, who we who didn't or who isn't really just waiting for Obi Wan? The the Disney Plus series is so, going to be starting at the end of this month. All of a sudden, this ID Buzz reveal that they did with with you and McGregor. What was it? A couple month ago, month and a half ago, something like yeah. that. With the yeah, with the and buzz. we were like, well, that's interesting, and you know, we come on, and Jay says, you know, hey, you know, everybody, he owns a lot of these these VWs, and we think nothing of it, and then all of a sudden, you know, they release this commercial where they're featuring uh, Star. It, it's an Obi Wan. It's it's a hybrid ID Buzz promotional alongside the Obi Wan series that's about to drop. That's right. And it's it's called the um uh, it's the the name of the commercial on YouTube if you want to check it out is called Simply Galactic. Okay. There yeah, you go. I mean we, we can put a link to it. We'll just throw the link right in there. And yeah, the ID so, buzz is Simply Galactic is what it says. So nice they marketing. are leveraging um the technology advancements that they are working through and they're basically partnering with Disney, Star Wars to help that out, right? Golly, man. What a bold move. Don't I, you think? I think it's brilliant. I do as well. When you have someone like Ewan McGregor, like you said, who is uh, just this classic VW um, nerd, man. I mean, he loves the dadgum right. things, grew up around them. 
And then here he is in the commercial driving the ID buzz, and you got RTD2 and C3PO just walking around like, you know, giving it a stare down. Yeah, they're supposed you know, to look- be off camera, like, you know, like they actually, yeah, exist off yeah, camera. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're looking in it, and it's, it's really, really cool. It's a very well done commercial, a good promotion for them, and I'm excited it, for this it. Is, this is going to sell vehicles for them. It, it will. will. It, it's going to sell not only this vehicle, this ID Buzz, and all the other yeah. IDs that they have coming out in, uh, on the, in the EV world, but it's also going to sell a lot of things. And now that I know that they're going to be there, I wonder mm. if this thing is going to be promoted at all there. What do you think? You want to bring? I, I you don't. Want, you, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. You never know. Anything can happen, right? And break, it is Vegas. Wanna, yeah. You want to break the silence? Go ahead. Uh, I think it might be too soon to see one, but I don't know because we know that Volkswagen Group owns the rights to the vehicle Scout. They're right. bringing back the Scout. It is going to enter production in 2026. Yep. Four years from now. Um, Volkswagen is going to use it as, guess what? An off-road EV brand. Well, where better to position yourself for overlanding than SEMA, right? Exactly. So now they're going to spin this company off as its own. Um, it'll be its own brand. Yeah. It'll 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 be it'll 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 be uh, VW's little own off EV brand. Um, it'll become a new company, basically, is what they say under the VW Group. Yeah. So and and there's we'll get into the specifics. There's going to be a couple of models. We're going to tell you what those are here in a second. But let me just say for those of you that don't know this. And Jay, Jay knows this, but this isn't anything new for VW. Um, for a very long time now, they have expanded their portfolio by buying other car companies. Mm-hmm. So for, for let me just give you a few of the examples. Like I always go back to um, you know their premium brands because those are the the, the the polished recognizable one. Ducati motorcycles, which I have one. Right. Um, that's owned by the VW Group. Audi. Lamborghini, Bentley, and then in their they have a sport division which is Porsche, so they right. own you know, um, and then you know there's there's some other brands that are less popular here in the United States that are more popular internationally. Um, let's see, is there anything that I'm missing, Jay, that uh, you can think of? Just putting you on the spot here. Those are um, the big ones for sure. Yeah, definitely for sure. Uh, I think you've covered that. That's 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 a you know definitely you've covered them. And I, and I will say this that um, when you know we're we're talking about excitement surrounding the SEMA show here, Keith. If these guys are there, they do say that the first prototypes will be unveiled in 2023. Yeah, but that doesn't yeah. mean necessarily yeah. that that you might not have some sort of yeah it could be teaser at the show because it can happen. Uh, we've seen that happen in the past. Um, with a few things, remember. Wonder how many uh, old scouts, restored old scouts, will be around. That'll be interesting. This year. So, right. So the famous, iconic looking boxy scout SUV from like the seventies was where mm-hmm. I remember them. So they are going to do a a a similar. Uh, their their concept art makes it look like a boxy EV. Mm-hmm. It is an SUV, um, but they're also doing a truck. So think yeah. like Lightning F one fifty competitor, Rivian competitor, possibly Cybertruck. Cybertruck's kind of its own class, but uh, electric pickup truck, right? 
Right. Uh, Silverado EV competitor. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's going to compete against the Hummer EV, the R1T by Rivian, as well as the electric Jeep Wrangler and the F Ford 150 Lightning if they come up with an off-road style version of that. I think that's what it's geared towards. There's a I think everybody is starting to kind of jump in the pool now, if you will, with that pickup truck. I want to know I have one question. Lordstown, where the hell are you? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, seriously, everybody oh. else is jumping into the oh, pool. They're going to be and, first, Jay. Don't worry. Oh, is that it? <laughs> is that what? So is that why we have to wait? Because they're going to yeah. be. Okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is exciting. Yeah. Um, and VW is very smart in realizing that they need to create this f- so it will be available in the U.S. market at first and mm-hmm. only for the U.S. market. They are developing it specifically for the U.S. market. Well, I think that this plays into what. They they understand marketing towards the um, uh, people have this tendency to want to go back in time. Ah, yes. Now, re, do you remember some I, of these scouts? Do I remember correctly oh, that some of them had removable roofs, hard tops? Absolutely, hard tops. The windshields so, folded down. We yes. know the popularity of the the Bronco, the new Bronco, mm-hmm. right. right? The the revitalized bronco the the bronco brought back into existence but it's not an ev right but we know that overland popularity is just off the charts right it is we know that when toyota discontinued the fj because of poor sales it was just extremely poor timing if they would have been a little bit more patient i think it would have exploded but Mm -hmm. look at you know jeep slid in and took the sales now ford's competing with for those sales Volkswagen's not stupid, and they're and they're looking at this and probably saying, "Well, what can we offer in our vehicle that neither one of these other two have at the at at the time?" And it's a fully electric off-road truck right. or or SUV, right? Specifically intended for the off-road, yes. Not to say and- that Ford won't do that with the Bronco or that you know, and the Hummer EV is already in development. Right. That the GM has, but well, we know that Ford announced is going to be that we know there's a, there will be another Ford pickup model that will be an electric pickup. Right, it's coming. We just don't know what it is yet. Right. They haven't revealed that. We just know it's coming. So, VW's paying attention attention here because GM, like we said, has put out the Hummer EV. They've also got the Silverado EV. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now you've got you've got the luxury SUV market, and. Um, the Cadillac Lyric is covering that. Um, they're 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 pulling that out, um, and that should be available soon. I think they're they've already started production on the Cadillac Lyric, which I can't wait to see my first one. But VW didn't stop here at the at the Scout, you know, just just an SUV. I think it'll be a luxury off road SUV. But then they go to the pickup truck. You can't have just an SUV. You got to have a pickup truck. Now, who are they? Who are they going for there? Rivian, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, unless you've been <clears throat> living under a rock, like how can you ignore Rivian's popularity? Right. But see, Volkswagen has the production facility just to bring this to life, whereas Rivian, being more of a startup, has to learn the hard way. They're starting from scratch, right? They are. 
they are. And Volkswagen looks at this and says, well, we've already got the experience to put something like this into production much more quickly. And they're already doing electrified vehicles. This wouldn't be their first. Right. So let's do it. Let's take our knowledge of production and apply that to the truck market, the electric truck market. You know, this is all great and everything, but the one thing that bothers me the most, Keith, about any of these electric pickup companies, these electric trucks, off-roaders, there really hasn't been much in the way of true towing capacity or, right. or range, towing range fully loaded. Right. We get what the, you know, the estimated you know, range is without all that. It still remains to be seen. Will we have that infrastructure definitely in place for for people who are are in for its intended purpose? Such a vehicle like this, and this is why I bring this up. If this is its intended purpose is to be an off road vehicle only, then we know that it will be towing things. It'll be pulling campers, perhaps mm-hmm. um, trailers full of bikes or, or whatever. You know, a lot of different things. Maybe a tent trailer. Who knows? Um, what is the range going to be? Will there be infrastructure in place? We know there's infrastructure out there and there right. are things being, you know, considered, but how ready are we truly for this just onslaught mm-hmm. of, of off-road type vehicles? Well, and this is going to be a tough nut <coughs> to crack because, um, really I think for this generation of EVs, meaning like not, you know, there's better technology that's in the works with better battery components and all that. And some of that we're going to talk to here, uh, speak toward here in a minute. Um, the manufacturers are going to have to solve this problem on their own. They're not going to be able to rely on, uh, somebody else's infrastructure or even, you know, RV manufacturing is like the wild West. Uh, I, I was on, a forum yesterday for my RV and there's a common problem that happens with this, this particular chassis that mine has 400 pages of comments, Jay, 400 pages. Amazing. And, um, it's been going on since like 2010, every model that they've made since then. Yeah. Whoa. And they know it. And they've just made them that way anyway because Mm. RV manufacturing standards are not as high as automotive manufacturing standards. So, okay, so where am I going with this? Well, if a company like Volkswagen or Ford or even Rivian or someone, I mean, we talked about SAF Holland and their tracker and their electrified trailers and their e-axles and all that recently. Um somebody's going to have to take the bull by the horn, so to speak, and make their own towable. And, you know, why couldn't Volkswagen do it? They already make camper vans. Yeah. And then they would have a quality product that they could also enable you to bring your own power, bring your own battery packs, right? Yeah. Travel with a bank of batteries that you can then plug into that truck and give it a thousand miles of range. Yeah, well, I think that we've discussed this in the past on previous podcasts. And again, you know, for those of you just now joining us, thank you for, for stopping by. If if you're subscribed to us, thanks. If not, make sure you subscribe at pod, uh, partscountygurus.com forward slash podcast. Um, 
look, we've talked about some of the technologies out there, regenerative braking, for example, um, <clears throat> towables that can generate uh, their own power sourcing. Airstream has done it, a number right. of companies out there. And I believe you're right. I think that that's going to happen is that somebody's going to develop a trailer that is very specific for use, such as a Volkswagen. EV compatible, right? Right. It's EV compatible. Its whole purpose is to store battery power um, and to continue to just regenerate itself while towing a, a you know, while having a, a say, a, uh, uh, it being a uh, trailer, camper trailer or a tent trailer or something, or you just a utility trailer, right. you, you know, holding, holding your gear, whatever. Um, yeah. I think that that's what you'll eventually see. So it's sort of a tandem piece of equipment, if you will, right? That comes along and and helps you. Uh, it's your emergency. It's your emergency well, backup power. Battery technology has to get lighter, which it's, it's heading in that direction, mm-hmm. um, because that's a lot of increased weight. But just think about the possibilities, man. I mean, you potentially eliminate the need to go plug in at an RV campsite with that much power. If you can double the range of mm-hmm. An, an EV of an electric pickup truck, um, you you then are talking about the kind of power that you could then use to run everything in that RV for right. days and days and days. Right. And for those of you who think that it can't happen, um, we watched a video. We talked about it right here on, on this podcast, guys. Uh, a guy who uh, had his Tesla towed at what was it like 60 miles an hour constantly and yep. it was basically supercharging the entire time yeah. as it was being towed so flat towed, that's yep. the, that's the tech that's the technology that's what we're talking about these are the things that can that will be part of these packages so for all of you that are out there with range anxiety or questioning how this can happen and why they're doing it this is why because there's ways to get through it and there it will it will happen i know Nobody in the RV industry wants this to happen, but I would welcome the quality contributions from a partnership with Ford or Volkswagen or, you know, just because there's so many polished turds being sold in in the (laughs) RV line today. (laughs) Right. You know, that are just it's like, Jay, I mean, honestly, we almost died like we we could have died. My exhaust in my com- in my generator was not hooked up they didn't even bother to hook up the exhaust line right um they wired the carbon monoxide detector backward so that it wasn't working uh, I mean, we don't need that that is a recipe for you're in a box filling up with exhaust fumes with no warning right that's and that passed that passed somebody's quality you know so i I, I feel like it, yeah, it's going to raise the price of the RVs because it's expensive to mm-hmm. build build them well. Right. But if they're built better, they last longer. I I don't know. I we'll have to see what happens. We'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens. So this is an exciting time for Volkswagen. I, I I'm I'm looking forward to it. I hope we do get to see them at SEMA um, and pick their brain on on this this oh, new venture that they're I can't going wait. on. So I I am looking forward to seeing the Scout come back. Like I said, I'm, I'm a sucker for for old school. I know it's going to be an EV, but I still I love the way that body looked yep. and, and how, everything about it, and that's what the Bronco was. And so we shall see. So stay tuned for that, everybody. Good luck, Volkswagen, on that, and we'll see you at SEMA. Wow, um, man, oh man, where do we go from here, Keith? You know, we just have this is a show full of of just 
uh, candy, ear hmm. candy, in my opinion, don't you think? I it yeah. Um, <coughs> so battery technology being something that we've lightly touched on already today. Yeah. Um, I think you know it, it's worth mentioning that there is a there is a startup battery technology company. They're mm-hmm. out of California, right. founded by an ex-Tesla engineer. Yep. Mercedes has taken an interest in them. This is uh, using silicone, silicon, mm-hmm. sorry, silicon. Silicon, yep. As a... Anode instead of the... Um, there you go. Instead of the graphite, uh, graphite the normal graphite. And I would guess that's going to make it lighter, but I think it's probably also going to offer more stability. Stability and storage. Yeah. Um, it it does it performs a lot better. They still have a lot of hurdles to get over to to make it work. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is not something new. This is just now that as we again, folks, for those of you who have joined us on our podcast before or watch us on our YouTube channels, if you're not subscribed, make sure you get over there to youtube.com forward slash parts county gurus and hit that subscribe button, turn it from red to gray, and then hit that notification bell so you are aware of some of these things that we talk about. And you can go back and check them out. But we've been talking about battery technology for, what, the last year and a half, saying the, the, the answer through all this, because Pete keeps coming up, batteries are so expensive, batteries are so heavy, batteries are dangerous for the environment, Their batteries are volatile. You're not, you're not saying anything new. We, that's, that's been known. It's a known factor. It's how do we make them not volatile? How do we make them store more energy? How, how do we make them more cost effective? How do we make them greener for the environment? Those are the things that we're working through right now, and this is another step. And Mercedes-Benz, uh, the Mercedes G-Class EV, will use a silicon battery technis, technical, um, <coughs> the sil- technical company to uh, boost its range. Excuse me. I still have uh, a little scratchiness going on, pal. I, I got gotcha. you. So they're gonna start. Um, they're gonna start this in in 2025. Yes, thank uh, you. It's gonna be the electric G class. Correct. And uh, this isn't unusual, everybody. Uh, automotive established automotive country, uh, companies. Now I can't talk. Have have for years invested in startups that they think could be a game changer that could offer the investing company some sort of leverage above the competition and this is an example of that so mercedes is looking at hey just what they've been obviously listening to our show and they've said like we know that this is gen one of evs like we've been telling you guys for a while now this is not the end uh battery technology has to change and so how do we get there and this is one possible way right and so the company, I, I, did we mention their name again? I'm sorry. Is it's it's, it's uh, Sela Nanotechnologies. There you go. Is and what again, it is. Form, form, founded by an ex-Tesla engineer. Right. Uh, they are headquartered in California. Uh, I think that, that ex-Tesla engineer's name is Gene. You are correct. Yeah. First name, Gene. <laughs> thanks, thanks for saving me there. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So... Um, <laughs> So uh, yeah, Mercedes likes what they're seeing. Now they're they're not the only company that's looking to partner here with silicon-based uh, battery technology, and um, just just know that other manufacturers are taking a look at it as well. 
And here's um, why. Because um, uh, the battery, like I said, it uses a, a silicon-based anode, and it's 20% to 40% more energy-dense than comparable cells currently available. So that's that's a lot. You know, that's a, another hurdle that we're trying to get over is that ability to be able to store more energy and be more efficient with that. They're building a new plant in near you in Washington State. Uh, yep. Low hundreds of millions of dollars estimated to be uh, basically invested into the development of that battery plant. So there's going to be a right. factory there that's going to silicon based, right? You know, it would be cool. Should I should I ask him for a for a tour of that plan? Yeah, go do it, man. Everybody, make sure you're subscribed so you get a look at this if uh, if and when yeah. it comes to fruition. I go check it out. See see where you know. I'll find out where they're at and go see if I can't do this. But the other the other key factor here <coughs> is that so much of the graphite in the existing batteries that we're making today, these lithium batteries that go into cars, comes from China. And seventy percent right. of them. This makes us less dependent on an international market because we've all seen in recent times what happens when you have turmoil uh, other elsewhere in the world and it disrupts the supply chain let's not continue to do that let's learn from our mistakes this seems to be a good step in the right direction right it definitely definitely does i i think so man um you got to change and and yes, and interestingly enough, that other company that I mentioned, BMW, is the other play, key player here that's taking a look at this technology. That makes says sense. Says we want in. So how, how, how much you want to bet another German group gets involved? In uh, it could be. Yeah, it could be. I, yeah. I bet you. Yeah. I bet you. It's happening. It's well, happening, they're guys. Gonna have, they're going to have to power that scout somehow, right? <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So there you go. There's the. Uh, there's that. There's that new technology coming on board. We always promise to bring you some of the newest stuff that's 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 coming about our way, and and uh, we always like to give you that information, guys. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, right, am, am I gonna make it through this I, show? I, I think you'll be fine. You're you're doing um, fine. We need to, so, we need to have a safe word. You just give me the code, and I'll you know. <laughs> I'll how about keep, if I just cough? You kind of catch my drift. Yeah, you grab know? the wagon. Yeah, right. <clears throat> there you go. Um, Wow. So can we move on to uh, uh, something that I saw that I thought that you, you brought to my attention? I didn't see this, but I, which, by the way, we haven't talked a lot about electric bikes lately, have we? Mm, I guess not. Not, not really. No. I mean, yeah. how is your e-bike? You, you, you bought one from it's, out here? It's how? banging, man. I, you loving I, it? I love it. Uh, uh, Sideshot, he keeps trying to take it away from me. And uh, I'm... Just, I, he, I bought him his own bicycle a year ago, and it's a nice one, and he wants mine because it's, it goes fast, you know. And yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's abso- I, absolutely. They're, What's the they're top not, speed on that one? You got a what was the class on that one? That was it's a, a class three. Yeah. Uh, so I believe it's twenty eight miles an hour, if I'm not mistaken. If not, I'm okay. sure somebody will correct me in the comments. <coughs> um, right on. Now that's regulated for the U.S. to be that yes. speed, right? So okay. Okay. Doesn't mean so, it can't go more. But, now, mine yeah. is a hybrid. You can take it off road. It's got it's got both front and rear suspension. It's got shocks on it. It's got big right. fat tires. Uh, depends on the intended use. If you're going to use them in the city, you don't need all that. Um, and here's why we we bring this up. And I freaking love this. And I do too. I got to tell you, Jay, this will you will you will not relate to this at all. But I'm going to tell you anyway. So you're going to have right. to suffer through this. Okay. Okay. Go, while I'm, you find your, your bag of sucrets or whatever. Right. <laughs> sucrets. Yes. So this brought to you by sucrets. In in an attempt to spend more time 
with my son, <clears throat> and you, you have to meet them on their level, okay? So, you know, like, there's things that I love to do that he'll do with me, but it, it's really more I need to find the things that he loves and then just meet him on those levels. So one of the things that we've been doing a lot together is the kids all play a game called Fortnite. Have you heard of Fortnite? Okay. I've heard of Fortnite, yep. And it's cool. It's a lot of fun. It's, uh, you know, every few weeks they introduce some new character. You know, a lot of them are Marvel characters. They introduced uh, Star uh, for Star Wars, May the 4th. They, they, they dropped lightsabers into the game. So you can run around, you know, with a lightsaber. People shooting at you. You're deflecting it with your lightsaber and all that. That's so we cool. do this, right? So there's tanks in the game. There's uh, there's vehicles in the game. You, my son likes to dr- he likes to drive like said vehicle while I'm hanging out the window like blasting the bad guys, you know. And he's like my wheel man. Okay, I love and so, it. So um, so one of the things that I I I this is it, although this is this is deadly serious and this is real life and it's war is awful. Uh, this just reminds me of things that I see happening in Fortnite. Um, there's a Ukrainian manufacturer of e-bikes now these are heavy duty off-road e-bikes right um they can have up to a 200 mile range and the troops there the ukraine soldiers are using these e-bikes to bust tanks they're carrying rocket propelled uh launchers on their backs on these e-bikes and laws yeah and they're swift and nimble and they can shoot through the woods and they're taking care of business and they're taking tanks out Yes, they are. And, and, and these are the, foot soldiers. Yes, and this is so awesome that they're using this technology for that purpose because it's quiet. You yep. can you can you can go yep. unnoticed and you can you can retreat very quickly. Oh yeah, they're um, yeah. getting out of there. So um, that's why this this is such a useful um, piece of equipment and it's an, it's just you know we take it for granted here. We ride them, you know, downtown or yeah. wherever on trails or whatever. Now, I've got a woods bike. Now, this is basically a woods bike. It's an off-road bike. My yep. woods bike, we just talked about this on a previous uh, segment, is a Honda. It's a CRF. It's a, it's a 250. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you get up uh, super bikes, you know, that you race on tracks. They're 1,000 cc's, okay? And that's a right. lot of power, and they're crazy fast, and they can accelerate crazy fast. You can't really do that in the woods. One, the best woods riders are, are not going over 20 or 30 miles an hour because of the terrain you you just can't you it's it's no different jay than driving your bronco on the pavement on a highway and doing 70 miles an hour you take that off pavement and you're in the mountains with rothmeyer you're not going to do 70 miles an hour climbing a mountain no, no you bad can't. things would happen right absolutely would so the fact that these uh and this company's name is delfast and they are a manufacturer they're out of ukraine if i understand correctly uh, yes. They're making the e-bikes. Uh, these are fully set up for off-road, and they will do up to 50 miles an hour, which is more than enough to whip around in the woods um, because you're, you're not going to really be able to push them, I don't think, that far. And they have a 200-mile range. Yeah, that's, that's, that right there is critical. You know, knowing, knowing the range capability of that and being able to get in and get out and get the job done, you know, I, I would assume that these bikes were developed for obviously other purposes and right. but they're being purposed for this who would have thought that this this would have been something as you know to me it's it's a simple it's a simple piece of equipment it's a it's an electric bicycle 
that has a lot of range and it has purpose. And I, I, I got to tell you, hats off to these guys for for using their heads and going, okay, working with what you got. Uh, and then they, David they, and Goliath find, situation, right? They find this little hidden gem sitting there going, okay, we can strap a rocket to the back of it and it can handle it. Well, you know? and this is necessity is the mother of invention. Uh, as we've said many times, this has been done uh, elsewhere in the world. New Zealand uh, started a couple years ago. Uh, there's various places, various military forces that have tested. Uh, UBCO is another one that I, I've followed their e-bikes for a while. Um, this is a, a completely different application. You understand heavy-duty applications. You know, This isn't a consumer commuter e-bike these things will take a beating absolutely they and, will and um it's uh it, it's i love it man it's it's uh, a good use of that equipment again uh, completely silent um with the exception of whatever you're rolling over making noise as you pass over it right right and and if you look at the suspension on this thing Keith, <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah. so well built and designed for ter- rough terrains like that i mean not only are you having having a reliable piece of equipment to use, but it's got to be fun to ride too. In certain instances, you know, not only is Delfast part of this movement with what's going on with the military, the Ukraine military, right? They have another local Ukrainian company called Elik, which is spelled E L E E K. They have also supplied them with um, silent, powerful electric motorbikes which uh, are used uh, on the battlefield as well. So they're using what they can, man. So good for them. Who knew, right? Yeah, I I love it, though. I mean, this is is innovation, you know? It is innovation at its best. Yeah. I love it. So congrats to you guys. Keep going. Well, thankfully, you guys have another something in your your book to pull out. Right. And throw darts at people and whatever you do in war. Or tank, tank. Or, you know, rocket-propelled tank-busting grenades. Whatever, man. Run like hell. <laughs> you know, just whatever. Whew. Man, man, oh, man. All right, so um, we got a little bit of a quick recall to talk about. We'll get to that, and then we'll 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 save the best for last. How about that? Yeah, that's fine. Recalls are kind of typically your thing. I, I, I'll just sit here and push buttons <laughs> on the Well, uh, this is just a simple quick 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 in out on, maybe drop uh, a few uh, jokes in along the way yeah right so boy when it rains it pours with ford i guess and ford uh has just announced a recall of a lot of their suvs and trucks due to uh due to an engine fire um and because of this uh, ford is saying they should be parked outdoors heed the warning people do not pull them in your garage leave them parked outdoors um, they're asking their owner, the owners of about 350,000 vehicles uh, to take them into their dealership for repairs. Um, and there are three recalls here that are involved. Uh, 39,000 that should be parked outdoors, they say, because the engines can catch fire. They don't know what's causing them to catch fire yet. Uh, Ford says it's not instructing owners to stop driving the SUVs. All those, uh, although those who might not be able to follow the park outdoors instructions uh, should contact the dealer or the company itself. Um, they're also recalling about 310,000 heavy-duty uh, trucks. That would be the F-250 and greater series trucks because All the, the drivers— All the 550. So 250, yeah, 350, 450, 550. You got it. Uh, because the driver's airbag may not inflate in a crash— not not a good thing. Not a good thing. Yeah. 
Um, now look, the catching were... fire thing. That GM suffered from that too. I, it's happening. Um, I sound like an. I'm just gonna say this. What if I'm an IT guy and I'm investigating this thing? So what were you doing before the airbag didn't uh, go off? Ah, right. Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. Uh, right. Um, I mean, I'm, we're getting to that point with technology, right? Yeah. Yeah. Modules, well, they've got black boxes, you know? so to speak, on a lot of them already. Yeah. Yeah, so they've got to figure say, that out. Um, the recall on the heavy duties yes. was uh, from 2016. Uh, correct. In terms of model year, right? That is correct. Yes. Sorry, man. Yeah, and the the Ford SUV is the twenty. It's the twenty twenty one Ford Expedition and the Navigators. Um, and I think that those were built from December of twenty twenty through April or May of twenty twenty one. I believe that was uh, that was the case. And um, yes, it was December first, twenty twenty through April thirty, twenty twenty one, is when those particular navigators and excursions were built and they started investigating these things i think in march of this year of 2022 so this has been a recent occurrence um it says that uh, ford says that they posted uh, in documents uh thursday by the uh, nhtsa that the powertrain control computer may not detect a software error um and that the uh, uh, the airbag may not may not deploy the new norm, uh, software and technology. You know, it, it's not new. It's been around. Could for it have a while. anything to do with the chip shortages? I don't Are think. We like, I just think I mean, it's. Uh, remember what I said about. I think those will surface later. I think you're right, but I think those will surface later. <coughs> remember what I said about supplier A, B, C, and yeah, D. Yeah. When A, B, and C is not supplying, but you have to go get it from D. Yeah. Mm, buyer yeah, beware. Right. Yeah. Just saying. Just yeah. So the um, yeah, and and there's some Mach-E's in this. Uh, the Mach-E's are involved. Yes. Four hundred sixty-four. Four hundred six. Wonder what the production numbers are. Do you have that real quick? Oh, we I'm, always ask this, right? Uh, Let's see. The Ford Mach-E production numbers. Let's see how big of a deal that is. Who is faster at Google, everyone? Uh, let's see. So far this year, the production exceeded 18,000, while the cumulative number is close to 90,000. So the number sold in 2021 was twenty-seven mm-hmm. uh, over 27,000. So it's... Yeah. If they're talking 400 and change of these, yeah, that's a very very small, like less than one percent. Right, it is. It's not. It's not a huge amount of them, but that that was a software issue. Um, yeah, it, it here's the problem with that. It says it uh, can cause unintended acceleration, deceleration, or a loss of drive power in all-wheel drive vehicles. Oh. That's good to know. Yeah, my. Car's got a mind of its own and not in a good way, right? Um, it'll be fixed to dealers on, with a software update. They said yeah. online software update. So if you're one of the 464 people, God, that's a that's like drawing the short now, straw in a haystack, is, man. I gotta say, this is where Tesla would probably have them beat because they would just push that update over the air, right? You know, yes. You know, this is the thing, man. And this is something that, and we've talked about this in the past, Keith, about um, that whole. Um, manufactured you know direct to consumer business model that tesla has where they're dealing directly with the consumer right i think ford and gm and all these guys have a long way to go in that regard to figure that out yeah i think ford's trying to head in that direction as we've told you guys 
recently with the spinoff right. of their electric company. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. That is one of the advantages that Tesla has pioneered. Right. And I think that every, you know, and that's why we're seeing that shift slowly move towards that type of business model in the industry and dealerships are slowly going to be going away. Right. And you can listen to that, uh, on another episode as well. Make sure you subscribe. <sighs> I'm getting through these, man. You're making I'm it. Trying. You're doing great, do, buddy. Do, do I sound post-COVID? Um, so, you know, this is my favorite favorite Doc Severinsen quote. Like, I'm in the band, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, the band can tell. Okay. But I don't think the audience can tell. <clears throat> well. Like, just because hey. I know you and you know me and we know we've done this so many times. Like, we've done over 100 of these, Jay, that, mm. you know. Yeah. Like there's things that you learn about how to you know it's jazz musicians right you you kind of know it's, what the other guy's going to do when he's given a solo. It's the chemistry kind of thing going you know yeah. that, it's there but you know with the, something with this 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 um, this disinfection when you get it the, yeah. the 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 brain fogginess stuff yeah and the the lingery weird stuff it's kind of weird it's kind of weird just saying <clears throat> so we're gonna wrap up today's show guys. But first, but first, we have a final segment here that we want to talk with you about, and Keith is excited about it. He kept wanting to talk about this thing, and I'm going to let him get into this. But I'm excited, too, because I keep bringing them up yeah. like, they're, like they're out there like crazy, and they're not. Um, I think I might be just seeing prototypes or maybe one-offs or, uh, 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 you know, I don't know. You're talking about Fisker. I am. Okay. Now, th- this is this is an interesting story, and if you have a few minutes, don't do it now. Finish watching this segment and listening to the podcast. But after that, everybody, go check out Fisker. Look at their look at the wiki page on Fisker. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Fisker, in many ways, was pre-Tesla. Uh, I I have seen in person a Fisker from a pre-Tesla era that had solar cells on its rooftop. You know, kind of like just while it's parked. It was a Karma, I think. Uh, okay. Uh, it was an older, it was an original, like, I think. Like, were you in California when no, you saw No, 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 I was here. I was here at a oh, car really? show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, okay, I don't, car show. No, you know, I don't know where it came from, but it, it was it was here in the middle okay. of the country. Right. And it was just the kind of thing that... Um, you know, while it's parked, it gives you a little bit of charge in the daytime back on your batteries because it was an EV. But it was, again, pre-Tesla. So Heinrich Fisker is, was, is, he's still around, is as a designer. And um, he's got a really keen eye for, I mean, the car is impressive to see in person. It's a mm. beautiful automobile. Um, now, this isn't the first time that, so fi- they're, they're making a comeback. Um, and, and that's part of what I was encouraging to go check out, read their history, because it's, it's been a lot of ups and downs. They announced the ocean, um, roughly about a year ago. We, we broke the news here on the counter show and that's going to be, um, probably in production before this one, but we think they're going to do, in fact, Heinrich himself tweeted it and then his company like apologized and he had to take it down. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, this is again. This is why I like That's, Twitter. Everybody, we're at the counter right. show on Twitter. If you're he and so he and Elon just keep you on your. You're like, well, yeah. here, here you go. Oh no, let me take that back. Yeah, it's one of those things. 
So the Fisker Ocean is an SUV. They've shown pictures of that. You can go see it on our channel. Uh, just search for it, or you can go to their site and look at it. The Alaska looks like it's going to be a truck. Right. An electric pickup truck. Yes. Um, well, gosh, Jay, and- nobody's getting into the electric truck game, are they? No, they're not. I mean, we've we've uh, this will be the second one we've on this podcast of, alone, on this podcast alone yeah. that we've broken news of two more EV pickup truck manufacturers that aren't Lordstown <laughs> getting right. into the game. <laughs> this one, however, is more. It's it's a little different, which and, I would expect from from him, right? And <clears throat> I it kind of falls into the class, in my opinion, as not not based on size. But its 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 utilitarian ability mm-hmm. is not. It doesn't appear that that's what he is going for here. <clears throat> he says, uh, uh, Hendrick Fisker says that um, he intends it to be more of a lifestyle oriented electric pickup truck. So that reminds me much more of like say what the Santa uh, the uh, Hyundai uh, Santa Cruz ah yes or like the Ford Maverick which are. Intended for people who need it to kind of work into their lifestyle because they may be hauling stuff. They have to haul stuff, little stuff here that is part of their lifestyle. <clears throat> Not a pickup truck like an F-250 or an F-150 where you're hauling trailers and that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, think like Honda Ridgeline. <laughs> like you've got a truck bed. Um, Jay's dying over there. You've got <laughs> You've got that bed to haul uh, overpriced lumber home from Lowe's and Home Depot. <laughs> If you right. need to build a you know doghouse <laughs> right. or whatever, right? But you're not going to be towing an airstream out. with it, probably, yeah. probably. Or just pull out the old Suzuki Samurai, you'll be fine. Yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> with the uh, with the uh, nine foot um, you know treated lumber poles hanging seven right. feet out the back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 Heck, the, the front poles end of the long- Samurai will be like you know you'd be the poles it. are longer than the wheelbase <laughs> of the vehicle. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. There, look, man. I, I think that if you're Fisker, this is a smart move. Um, again, we just talked about it on this podcast with VW doing the same thing. Fisker's doing it too. SUV, uh, luxury SUV, along with a pickup truck to kind of match your needs. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add one other angle here. Okay. okay. Um. So right now, and this could change, but it's. Everybody's talking about it because apparently we've all become our parents, just like that insurance commercial, right? <laughs> right. You know, yeah. have you seen that I, one where they're I, like, "I love it." I you absolutely know, love they're it. like, yeah. uh, "Well, at least we parked close." So, what time do you want to leave? Third quarter, and they're like, "We're not even in the stadium yet. Can we stop talking about when we're going to leave?" Can we stop talking? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, price of gas. Price of gas. All our parents talk about price of gas, right? It's, yeah. It's a big, big. Uh, we're all talking about price of gas right now. It's a big deal. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. Trust yep. me. Take it from the guy that just ordered a diesel pusher motorhome. I am very aware of the price of a gallon of fuel. Um, and to put that in perspective, $62 to fill up my Mini Cooper. Yeah. What do you think it's going to cost $62. me for 100 plus gallons of uh, diesel? Oh, I it's, just it's unbelievable. It's going to be painful. Yeah. It's pretty bad, yeah. So here's my point. If that continues... People here in the United States like big vehicles. They like their trucks. Mm-hmm. Sales data backs that up. Yep. You want a truck, but you don't want to pay the high price of fuel, go buy an electric truck. 
There you go. This could be a major turning point in the automotive industry in terms of EV sales starting to take a stronger foothold, a higher percentage of total vehicle sales because of the price of fuel. We're not in a recession. The economy's good, but gas prices are high. So people yes. will still buy vehicles, but they may go towards a vehicle with a lower cost of ownership. Yeah. And that's the that's exactly what people will do. And uh, everybody is positioning themselves to take a part of that that market. And yeah. you know, I think that uh, you know you've got Rivian that's out there, yes, and they were first, but I still think Ford is well poised with well, that F one fifty because remember what side shot and I said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is that, the only truck market. Yep. out of the group that looks like a truck. Yep. And you also have to factor in, let's say I'm in the market for an electric truck today. Today. Like, I'm going to go buy one in the next month. I've decided, let's say my old truck died or whatever, right? I'm probably not going to get a Rivian this year. Yeah. I'm going to have to wait on that from a production standpoint. Right. There is a chance, I would say of the two, that F-150 Lightning could be in my driveway sooner than a Rivian. Right. Well, let me say this. My wife grew up in a Scout. Okay. When the Bronco came back, she liked them. She thought they were cool. Yeah. But she kept saying, yeah, you know how she goes, I always thought the Broncos kind of like looked a little bit like the Scout. I said, well, that's they were designed, developed on, on, to, to compete with the on Scout. On purpose, that was, right? That was yeah. what it was for. She goes, yeah, but there was just something about the Scout. I always liked the Scout. Yeah. So just... I want you guys to pencil that on on your calendar in two years when Jay's driving a Scout, because uh, uh, my wife has uh, this this thing pulling at her heartstrings because her grandfather now, used to own one. It's hard to say what the <coughs> economic climate's going to be in two years. I mean, nobody, you know. I mean, well, actually, I do have a crystal ball, but you know, it's limited. Well, use, if you, right? and if you'd like to watch the crystal ball episode, you can go over to youtubecom gurus and you'll find that episode where we use the crystal ball. Um, yeah, but I, I think, uh, if things continue and all indications point to gas fuel prices in general being, being high for a while, the, the electric movement is going to take off. Yeah, I think so. Just cause it's cheaper. It's not going to have anything to do with economic stuff. I mean, with, uh, uh, sorry, with the climate, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's going to have everything to do with just people's wallets with economics. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I, again, I, sorry. I think from a generational standpoint that you have this generation of, of buyers, which are the, you know, 25 to 40 something. Those are your, your key buyers right now. I think right. that they're more open to an electric vehicle over yeah. say someone in my age group or older. More people are, are working remotely or they're doing some sort of hybrid work where they don't go into work as often. You have more time to charge your vehicle. It's less of the a times. factor. I think the circumstances are determining what people are going to buy over the next two years. Yeah, and I think that Dylan said it best. The times, they are changing. Dude, I so w would you have imagined, I mean, could you, would if, if I, let, okay, let's say, Jay, that I jumped in my DeLorean and went back about two and a half, three years. Let's go four years, okay? And I showed up to us 
And I said, you guys are going to start a, a podcast. You're going to have a media platform. You're going to be, you know, automotive based. And oh, by the way, uh, you're going to spend a tremendous amount of your time discussing electrified vehicles at that point because they will be such a huge percentage of market share They're or advertising or news cycles. Would you right. have went, that dude's on some sort of, he's altered, he's medicated. I would have probably said, uh, you know, I know it's going to be coming, but that's a way, way long way in right. our future before we'll before it'll be like that. Yes, I would have, I would have looked at it in that way, <clears throat> knowing that the technology is available and that, that, that we've been pushing towards that. But no, four years ago, had you asked me, right, and told me that this is where we would be in our podcast talking about this so much, no, I would have never thought that it would be this heavy and. And again, folks, we, we say this with grace and, and humbleness for the opportunity to be able to do this on a weekly basis. We love this industry. We love the automotive industry. But the industry is changing, and that's not our fault. We just want to talk about how the industry is shaping. And, you know, it, it's, it's basically shape-shifting right in front of your eyes, man. It really is. And if SEMA is not an indication, SEMA is not an indication of where these things are going I think that there is a relationship to the EV market and the big three, um, or the big two at least, uh, GM and Ford pulling out. I think there is some relationship to that. So we'll, what that underlying piece of information is yet, we just haven't quite pinpointed it. But uh, I think we, we will find out and we'll let you know. Would you say? I'd say we'll find out in person. I mean, you, yeah. you, you just make sure you're, you're subscribed. And when the show happens, we're there and you'll get, you'll get all the information firsthand. Did I tell you how excited I am about going to the SEMA 2022 this year? You've been talking year? about it a little bit. I, I, I want to meet the I, Halloween I meet, thing. Yeah, I, I, yeah it's, it is the Halloween thing. It is the Halloween thing. But now that I know that, that, that VW is going to be there and there's yeah. a potential for me to sit in an ID buzz, yeah, you know, maybe get a little, uh, I don't know. You know what I think I'm going to go as in this year? I think I'm going to go as OB-1. I'm, I'm just, I, I was going to say I'll, I'll go for the droids. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I got yeah. a lightsaber I can loan you. It's Halloween, so you might as well, right? Yeah. Uh, made you, of, you can travel with those on planes, by the way. I've done it. Is there? Does Boomhauer say anything about any forces being with you? Uh, I don't know that those two galaxies would ever collide. Cross paths? But what if they did? Man, talking about that dang old lightsaber, man, stuff kind of goes, go, just bring it out and just whap you, whap, whoop, 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 whoop. Right, that's, that's my best Boomhauer Star Wars thing. Man, talking about that dang old gold guy, man, just running around here, going beep, 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 beep. I don't know me. Tell you what you do, you just take them dang old spark plugs out, and then that little hole, you just put a little hole around there, just like Bobby Hunter said, just like it go boom, boom, just like that. <laughs> I think that might apply to C three PO. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's got a spark plug or two in yeah. there somewhere, right? There you go. Yep. You know so. Oh gosh, thanks for humoring me today, man. Thanks for uh, letting me get on here um, and. Um, be your partner in crime today. It's, yeah. it's, it's been fun. We, we always have fun doing what we're doing. So We'll, we'll wrap this so that you can go uh, medicate and uh, get better for the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go lay on some shore somewhere in Florida and, and roast. There you go. I think. I hope. Be before we go, everybody, just a quick reminder. Please uh, pay us a visit over on our website at partscounterguru.com. Yes, please. And uh, click on that Amazon banner, and that will support the show. Does it cost you any more? But if you're going to do any shopping at all on Amazon, 
why not do it through our website? And that way we get a little love. Uh, we get the affiliate credit. Again, doesn't does it raise the price of what you're buying at all? Yes, please. Um, and it's anonymous, so you know we don't know we don't know who you are. Uh, we nope. just uh, we get a little affiliate credit, and that's a great way to support the show. And uh, yeah. it's it's what it, it, I call a win win win, Jay. It's for it's free for uh it's well it's whatever you're buying isn't free, but it doesn't you know it doesn't cost you anything to click right. through. Yeah, clicking through is free. Yeah, yeah. So just click on our website and click on through, and there you go. You can you can thank us later for that advice on getting you where you need to go to shop too. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. how else would you know to go to Amazon without going to parscountyguru.com <laughs> right. first? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. There you go. Um, so. All right. Before I before I uh, before I lay it on you, is there any 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 other anything you want to say? I, I I don't have anything else to say. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm pretty tired, man. All right. Well, get your rest. We got we got more shows to do, so okay. you, you feel better for the next one, buddy. Um, I will. All right, everybody. Uh, for my pal Jay over there, I'm Keith. I will leave you with these words. There are two types of people in this world. The first is those can that can extrapolate incomplete data. See you next time, everybody. Thanks for making us part of your lives.